All right. Well, welcome back to the Lobby Podcast. And, you know, over the years, we do a lot of different styles. We've done good works where we highlighted some nonprofit partners. We do sounds of the session when we're in legislative session, talk about some of the issues impacting business leaders all across the state. But this is our special December holiday-themed podcast where we're going to take a couple visits this month to talk about um, the holiday season, Christmas, and and the, the cultural traditions and economies that go around that. And so we're going to kick that off with probably the perfect person for this type of discussion, our lieutenant governor here in Louisiana, Billy Nungesser, who joins me today. So, Billy, uh, thanks for coming in. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Awesome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, I guess. But um, we're going to get into Christmas and all that good stuff and, and what you're doing and seeing and some of your beliefs on that. But before we get there, let's, take, let's go rearview mirror. Let's go to Thanksgiving. And the reason why I want to go back in time a little bit is because pretty notable experience that you kind of drove and, and accomplished this year. Uh, Louisiana had a, a, a float. I think for the first time or yep. in the in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, you were the driver for that. So talk a little bit about that experience, what gave you that idea, and, and what value you saw out of that. Well, we have a lot of great partners around the state in tourism, and we knew coming out of COVID, every state's competing for the same tourism dollars. Yeah. We had to think bigger outside the box, and um, so we approached Macy's. They don't let just anybody in. Mm-hmm. But we told them everyone's been through COVID, but we've had two hurricanes, the two biggest hurricanes ever hit the United States. And I'm sure they get lots of sales pitches, right? They, they to, really To do. get into the parade? And so it, how did you weave through that? Well, the, the, the hurricanes on top of COVID yeah. hit us, you know, third and fourth hit. And uh, besides that, we know Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. And, and we were a festive state, and we could really right. put. And then when we got the float, I wasn't too happy. Um, we needed a wow factor. So we went push back and they said, you can't push back too hard. Bob. Okay. So the first run of the float, you saw it and it didn't, it didn't meet the approval. So you sent it back for more work. Yeah, we did that three <laughs> or four times. So the last, we were reaching a deadline to get this thing built. And they said, uh, this is our last shot. Well, it was a 60 foot gate of the longest float ever crawling down the street, wagging its tail. <laughs> and when it opens its mouth, it blew confetti. Uh, and then we gave them Lauren Daigle, Lane Hardy, John Batiste as three. We wouldn't do it without a Louisiana ambassador on that floor. So important. And luckily, uh, Lauren uh, Daigle couldn't do it, uh, but they went with John Batiste. And right before the parade, he wins 11, gets nominated for 11 Yeah, Grammys. man. He's like the the, the, the most award-nominated uh, artist in the whole country. I mean, beating Justin Bieber and all those guys. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've gotten a little over $14 million in, in publicity in 20 foreign countries. I was up all week giving interviews, talking about storm recovery. We're still recovering. So it gave us a chance to even put that out in the public along with we're open for business, come visit Louisiana. That's awesome. Now, okay, so you went up to the parade, right? Incredible experience. So give us a little behind the scenes. I mean, obviously we all put it on television. We're in our pajamas. We're preparing the turkey, but you're there. I mean, give us some behind the scenes on that. It's got to be on your bucket list. We (laughs) were sitting right there where the street's Painted green where they perform. Oh, yeah. And I uh, got to speak to Harry Connick Jr. from Louisiana, Hodakapi, uh, and, and a lot of Louisiana folks up there, and all the float uh, executives that have a float in the parade. And then we had some stand seats as well. But next year, we're going to hope to have a restaurant on the parade route and uh, bring a Louisiana chef up oh, and cool. invite uh, not only travel writers and people there, but Louisianans to come up and enjoy it. And have some kind of way they can come up and uh, and pay their way and, and enjoy the parade. So this year was just the parade, and so it was uh, not all the special activities they usually have. Now this week we'll be announcing that uh, we're going to have a float in the Rose Bowl parade. Oh, nice! And um, if you want to come out and put roses on for that, 
You can do that. We've got go. three days of volunteers. <laughs> but Lane Hardy will be riding. Uh, we're going to have the uh, – the way we sold them is we said, look, we want to put our best foot forward. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the uh, – International Spelling Bee, who can drill six basketballs from Louisiana, the astronaut, uh, a first responder, a teacher, yeah. uh, a hospital worker, all the best Louisiana has to offer. We want to shine and show that to the world. And they said, wow, does everybody in Louisiana have your passion? We went out about a month ago to sell our plan. They accepted it. So we're one of three going to get one of three new entries in the Rose Bowl Parade this year. Tomorrow we'll have a conference call to finalize all the details of that, and we'll be making an announcement. But another great opportunity for Louisiana to shine. That's awesome. So, okay, stupid question here. Do you use the same float? Do you get a different float? Like, how does this work? No, they each have their own float builder. We actually took Barry Kern out to L.A. with us because he'd like to bring a piece of that float back and put in our Mardi Gras parades. And, and, oh, yeah. And he'll pay the expense to truck that so we can just bring a little bit of it back. But uh, we we brought him out there to help us lay out the float and want to try to get some magnolias, some of our flowers and pelicans and things That's on cool. It, so. Yeah. Okay, so what happens to the the the, alli- the sixty foot alligator? Like, what, what do you do with that float? Now? Well, it stays for three years. We've got a three year commitment. Oh, it, it rides for three years yes. in the parade. Got yeah, it. Yeah, and we'll have a neck a new theme and a new uh, Louisiana ambassador on it next year. But it'll oh, be cool. a three year commitment. Awesome. And so they store it up there and everything. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't have ten yeah. people want to put it in their parades and bring it home, but <laughs> that's a long way to go. Yeah, I, I guess you got to go pretty slow on the interstate if you're driving mm-hmm. a parade uh, afloat. And if I didn't go very fast, but, but we yeah. do have a Louisiana feed your soul float. We were in the Natchitoches Christmas parade this weekend. Oh, that's cool! Unbelievable, which crowds. is a great festival in itself, and we can get to festivals in a moment. Yeah, yeah. it really was, and uh, the crowds were incredible this weekend. All right, so let's use that to transition a little bit, if if you don't mind. Um, let's go to Christmas season type in-state um, events that people should know about in Louisiana. You mentioned Natchitoches. Obviously, the Festival of Lights is huge. If you're a family in Louisiana right now and you're like, you know what, I want to have some family time to celebrate the Christmas season, what in Louisiana should they be thinking about? Well, we've got light shows all over Louisiana. There's a holiday light trail where you can go all over north Louisiana. You've mm-hmm. got City Park. Lafayette has one. We've also got some reindeer and, and things to take pictures at our state parks. You can go to our state park website and see all the activities there. Uh, and then the Christmas parades, like Natchitoches this weekend. There's one this weekend, I think, in Alexandria, uh, Lafayette, Sunday. Um, great parades. Uh, Santa Claus is there. It's, it's, it's a great tradition in so many areas around Louisiana. And what we did this year, knowing coming out of COVID, we not only had to help businesses get open. If they're not making money, they won't stay open. Right. So we have to do absolutely everything we can to get as much business to them as possible. So we ask everyone to stay home for the holidays. Invite your family and friends to come to Louisiana. And that's why we wanted all these special things to do, the parades, the lights, the special events at State Parks. And if you don't want your family real close, put them in a cabin at a State Park. There you go. Uh, we've got, <laughs> got great deals there, um, just like we did for football season. We hosted Louisiana Seafood Promotion Board and Tourism, hosted a tailgate at each university with Louisiana Seafood. We invited over 2 million alumni back to come back to Louisiana, see your family and friends. If they didn't come, it made them think about planning a trip here. Mm -hmm. So we're using every tool in our toolbox to fill up the plate in every town and city around Louisiana uh, because for the next several years, their marketing budgets at budget is non-existent. Mm -hmm. So if we're not marketing those towns, those cities, those restaurants, those special attractions and businesses, um, they're not going to make it. And and in some states, you know, the tourism economy is is kind of a land yap, right? It's kind of like, oh, if we get it, great. If no, we deal. Louisiana, it's it's a lifeblood, right? And so with with everything that's going on with with COVID and the pandemic response and 
you know, people booking trips and then canceling trips and booking trips and canceling trips. You know, I guess you have to be creative right now and aggressive in order to kind of kind of make sure that we can you know, sustain through this period and kind of hit the ground running whenever things get back to normal. Yeah, absolutely right. One of the things we've done over the last couple of years, even through phase two, phase three, we called every convention that may have canceled somewhere. And we reached out and said, look, if you cancel your convention, uh, if you move it to Louisiana, we'll give you Louisiana land yet free Louisiana seafood and a local band or musician. What that did, it helped our musicians, it helped our fishermen out. And we've gotten the, the, the uh, water ski champion. We booked it two years ago. We got it from Miami because we fed all the uh, judges charbroiled oysters at Drago's. <laughs> and they had such a great time. They've booked again next year. So we, we were able to steal that convention from Miami, yeah. and now we've got it forever. Uh, because of the pe- way we treat people. And right. that's our greatest asset is we treat strangers like family and they keep coming back. So we've been able to book 20 or 30 that we know personally of because of that Louisiana land yet. And we're going to continue to do that till our, our calendar is full for the next three or four years. And, and I'm guessing there's, and you may view it differently, but there's there's like two big buckets of tourism that you're looking at. One it's that family vacations that we can get away. It's that, that kind of like one-off type event. But the real core is the convention travel, right, especially in some of the, the, the more major areas. And so, you know, what I've always been worried about is on the convention, you know, traffic when, when COVID shuts down those things, they go virtual for a couple of years. How many of those um, convention-likely uh, uh, organizations are going to stay in the virtual mode for, for a lot longer? Are, are, do you have any intel or data on what you're seeing in those trends? Well, we, we, we don't have any hard data yet. A lot of people are still waiting to see every time a new COVID rears its head, people right. pull back. Uh, what we've done is we've gone out and tried to create medical tourism and thinking of things like that, that we can bring in some speakers and actually create events around uh, speakers and, and things to bring people to Louisiana. So we're hoping to be able to, I met with Tulane about, they've got some new incredible things there and they want to do some medical tourism where you get some incredible, we got some incredible brain power, Children's Hospital. Yep to be able to create that and bring these people in from all over the world to teach them about these specialties we have in Louisiana. So we're trying to work with the hospital systems to do that, which will be just another uh, uh, thing that we'll be able to add to our plate. And um, But thinking of things like that, we've also been really promoting the Olympic trials uh, all over Louisiana. We had the volleyball women's in Shreveport, and uh, we've hired a young man that's done an incredible job going around the country bringing those events to every corner of Louisiana. The Little League World Series baseball uh, up in Ruston. Uh, yeah. We've got some great facilities. So we just got to find every pot that we can of, of tourism or, or groups or conventions or conferences and bring them here. And those ones that uh, will slowly trickle back that usually come every four or five years, that'll come back over time. That's great. And it's so important. And, and you know, the hope is, is that people are so – you know, yearning and longing to getting back together and having a good time together that, you know, it'll come back in, in, a, in a big way. And so that, that's the hope, right? I tell you, Natchitoches, if you don't get in the Christmas spirit up there, something's wrong. Oh, it's wrong. awesome. That Festival of Lights is fantastic. When I saw that crowd, I got goosebumps yeah. and, and the ride on that parade and see, and then visit along the street there with people from Dallas, New York, California, uh, Arkansas, Mississippi, Texas. Uh, people come in for that event every year. 
And uh, just an incredible, the tourism folks there and the university puts on a great Christmas play. It was just incredible. Yeah, they do a great job. I mean, that's probably my, one of my favorites. So let's let's pivot on that point since you brought that up. What are some of your favorite traditions? We talked a lot about Louisiana. Let's talk about, you know, Billy the guy. Like, like what are you, what do you do for Christmas? What did you grow up doing? Give us some stories on what, what Christmas means to you. Well, my father decorated our house with unbelievable lights. He'd borrow power from the neighbors because otherwise he blew fuses. <laughs> We had a stuffed Christmas uh, Santa Claus, lights all over the roof. It was a big event. But the special thing I remember is he had a shrimp factory, and he had this machine that made chips of ice that we had a room full of ice that would cool the shrimp after they cook them. Well, he'd back up a truck. We'd shovel it full of snow. We filled some garbage cans to make the snowman. And when the sun set on Christmas Eve, we would put snow on our yard every year on cable (laughs) drive in Algiers. That's awesome. And – and we'd take a picture every year of the kids looking at the snowman. And um, before, in, in later years, he used to say he wanted to get snow one year for the grandkids. So one day he loaded up the car with the grandkids to go Christmas shop. And I had 10 trailer trucks around the corner. And as he left, I had him make that snow and put it on his yard when he came home. Nice. We got to take that picture as adults looking at the same <laughs> snowman. But I was glad I was able to, to give him that that wish. But every year, we made friends that hadn't seen snow since they were kids or that lived down in New Orleans that that were from up north that would come by to see that snow. And we made, my dad had an open house, and we made friends that used to come over for dinner uh, just because they came by to see those snowmen. So it was a festive time uh, in the early days. And uh, so Christmas is a special time. So our family tries to get together, my wife's family and our family, to uh, eat Christmas dinner and spend time together reminiscing about those times. It's so good. And, and you know, that, that feeling that a family gets during Christmas when you get together and you have these these joyful moments, I think that goes to the Louisiana sales pitch. If you come down here, that's kind of our culture. That's kind of how we tackle every day even when it's not Christmas. And so the more people we can get down here to visit and just kind of see, you can you can have that warm, fuzzy feeling every single day if you come down here and visit and go to bring your tourism and, traffic here. And last week I was in Ironton, a community that was hit hard by the hurricane, yeah. and uh, a lady reminded me every year as a businessman in Plaquemines, I'd buy turkeys and give them out. Well, after Katrina, I bought turkeys and started delivering them. And a lady laughed at me and said, what do you want me to do with this? I said, what's a turkey, ma'am? She goes, it's not going to fit in that oven in the FEMA trailer. So we brought them back to Winn-Dixie, and we got four to one small turkey. We called them FEMA turkeys. So we delivered for two years. FEMA turkeys. That's a new So we delivered FEMA turkeys to all the (laughs) FEMA trailer parks in Plaquemines, Paris for two years. Uh, Back when I was in business, actually – the first year, I wasn't Paris president, and then when I was Paris president, but that lady remembered the FEMA turkeys. Uh, wanted to know if the FEMA turkeys were coming this year. I said, ma'am, I'll get you a FEMA turkey. That's good. That's a new term here on the, on the Lobby Podcast. I like it when we're breaking new ground anybody we can. So, okay, so this year for Christmas, what are you asking for for Christmas? What's your request? You know, I'm hoping that, um, that we can all come together, both in Louisiana and this country, and solve some of the big issues. And uh, as you know, Politics is not fun anymore. And I can remember my father I would agree with that. as chief of staff to Governor Train would go to dinner and they would do battle. But the next day they walked over to that Capitol and they put their differences aside and they tried to work out things for the greater good. And my dad was friends with everyone, even the ones he'd fight with on the House floor. Uh, at night they'd go have dinner and, and they were friends. And we need more of that in Louisiana today. We really do. And I pray for that every day because there's too much punishing and fighting and backstabbing. And uh, 
And we need good people that really want to help people. And if we can do that and, and, and we could solve some of the major problems here in, in, the, in the state and start pulling in the same direction, uh, we can disagree and, and work for common good without having to be nasty and, 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 and all the nastiness goes with it. But in Louisiana, it's got kind of nasty in the last several years, and uh, I hope we can clean that up and, and, and get moving in the right direction. Well, if you're listening, Santa Claus, that is what <laughs> Billy Dungesser wants for Christmas. You have to solve uh, the, the, the the challenging uh, times we live in in political world. So good luck with that, fitting that down the chimney. It's going to be a tough one. But uh, that's a good Christmas wish and, and request I think we can all rally around. So. And, I, and I also hope we can get these people back in their homes. You know, I'm over volunteer yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. Um, we still have crews helping in Cameron and Lake Charles. And, and I rode out Katrina, 14 miles from the eye. I rescued 30 people who live with me. I never saw a politician. So we keep going along the coast, feeding people, helping people. And under Volunteer Louisiana, we'll be there to the last persons in their home. And we want to not forget those people on the coast uh, that have been through so much. And uh, and we'll be there to help them until everyone's back in their home. And that's so important to me personally because I, I saw it firsthand riding out Katrina in Plaquemines, Paris, where the lack of response was unbelievable. Yeah. Look, these are these are challenging times in so many ways. We've got too many parts of our state dealing with with hurricanes. Um, whether you're buying a real turkey or a FEMA turkey, you got inflation and cost increases, making it a more expensive you know holiday meal right now. Um, people are uncertain about what the future looks like. What happened, whether whether where their kids going to school, where their jobs going to be there. So these are tough times. But you know, we want to remind folks that you know this is the holiday season. We, if you can look around your house and see your family and, and, and see them around, if you've got places within Louisiana to go visit and celebrate the holiday season, which I know they can go to your website. What's, what's the best way to go to figure out where to go? LouisianaTourism.com, State Park website. They'll take you everywhere. Holiday trails, all the trails and byways. Uh, you can book a trip on that. Easy to do. So if you need to find some way to reinvigorate that Christmas spirit, go to LouisianaTourism.com. LouisianaTravel.com. Excuse me, LouisianaTravel.com. Um, find spots all throughout Louisiana, and, um, you know, let's use this season to kind of end what's been a really challenging year the right way and kind of try to set a new tone for 2022. And so um, we'll be talking this month on holiday, um, different versions of why it's important to celebrate the holidays in in a robust way, and we kicked it off with our friend, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. We want to thank you for coming in today. Thank you. Merry Christmas, and have a happy new year. Same to you. Merry Christmas.